everybody. Welcome back to the Willow Tree Online. Uh, my name is Steven. I'm your co-host with my lovely co-host. Hello, hello. I'm Christina. Uh, we are both co-hosts. And uh, welcome to, I think this is the third episode in June. That's what we were talking about. June's a June's a long one, apparently. Um, but we're so glad that you're here. And, uh, you know, we talk about how to live healthy, whole lives um, in our hearts, our health, our home. Um, how do we live our values? How do we figure out what our values are? And, um, and today is more of a health-focused episode, and it's something that's very near and dear to our hearts. We're diving into some of Christina's story today, specifically around POTS and how she's used lifestyle uh, to manage it really well. She is a very high functioning person with POTS and that is not an accident. Um, POTS is on a spectrum. So there's definitely more severe cases or different cases. So, you know, your mileage may vary here, but, um, we've learned a lot and Christina's learned a lot and has been really diligent about finding what works. And so this episode is kind of exploring what are those things? It's a pretty stark difference between when she was first diagnosed and the symptoms she was experiencing in her daily life, what that looked like to how she is now. And she's thriving and she's doing really, really well. So we're going to talk through like, how does that happen? How did you do that? And uh, how much is in your control? How much is out of your control? And, um, and hopefully... You know, our heart and our hope from this is that you get something out of it, even just one thing. Um, she's going to brain dump a little bit mm -hmm. on us because she's one of the smartest uh, just in terms of health and the body. She's she's blushing right now as I say that, but uh, she just knows so much. So she's going to share a lot with us today and, um, you know, just accept it, <laughs> hear it all with kind of an open mind and, and, uh, you know, just see what resonates and what doesn't. And if there's something that, you know, kind of sparks your interest, lean into that. But, um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Anything else to add to the, the intro, Christina? Yeah. I think our hope for this episode, um, is if you have pots, then, um, like Steven said, it's on such a spectrum. And so we acknowledge that some people's situation is completely different from mine. Um, and we honor that everyone's journey is very different. So if you have POTS though, my hope is that something that I share in terms of how I help manage POTS will be impactful for you. And if you don't have POTS, maybe you have another condition, um, that this might, something might be applicable, or maybe, um, you're just here to learn more. And I, I'm hopeful that some of the information that I share just about the body in general and how our systems work together will help you to um, just honor and work with your body as mm -hmm. it is a little mm -hmm. bit better as well. Yeah, that's one of the most fascinating things to me about POTS and like kind of walking alongside all of this with you is that POTS is so sy systemic, right? Mm -hmm. It involves so many different things and what I found in so much of our research is the thing that helps you with POTS, it's, that's something that benefits everybody, every body, <laughs> you know, um, it's, 
you know, things like blood flow and reducing inflammation right. and we all should, of these things. We should probably state what POTS is because not everyone knows. I mean, we could do a whole episode, but an elevator speech is that POTS is a nervous system disorder, basically. So your autonomic nervous system is not functioning properly. Yep. So like Stephen said, it impacts everything in the body. Our autonomic nervous system basically manages everything from digestion to hormones, to blood flow, blood sugar, blood pressure, temperature regulation, everything. So that's why POTS is on such a spectrum because it's like an autonomic disorder, which basically means like your central motherboard, the screws are loose. And so anything goes, you know, like I'll have weird symptoms. People are like, yeah, that could be POTS. Like it could be anything. So the wires got crossed mm-hmm. somewhere. Somebody was unplugging them and plugging them <laughs> into the wrong things. But yeah, everything that happens in your body automatically. Think about that. Like there's your brain is your autonomic nervous system and your brain is controlling all of that on its own without you having to do anything about it. Your breathing, your digestion, everything. And when that goes haywire, a lot of things get affected. So mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll dive into that. So if you've got um, you've got a drink, maybe a warm drink, take a sip right now. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Where am with I going this? with that? Grab a drink if you have you had, uh, if you don't have one already, um, or if you're driving, you know that's okay. Get a drink where you're going. But um, but we're gonna before we dive into that, we're gonna do our three highlights of the day. Take a sip, think through your day. What were your three highlights of today, Christina? Okay, my three highlights were I got to FaceTime my parents, and that's always a fun time. Beckett always wants to grab the phone, and they get really good views of like his chin area because oh, it's the worst he's angles, just right? Holding the phone, yeah, it's just the best angles uh, for for him. You get his like <laughs> full on cheeks and his, his chin and all of that. Uh, if you want to see it, feel free to FaceTime Beckett and you'll know exactly <laughs> you'll, what we're talking you'll about. You'll get it. You'll get it. So that was a highlight. FaceTime my parents. Another one was um, just Beckett does this thing where if you sit down in the nursery in the Papasan chair, he will bring you every single book in his bookshelf. So if you say like, Beckett, do you want to read some books? He gets really excited. And then you sit down and he proceeds to literally dump every single book that he can find yeah in his little book thing um onto your lap and build this giant book tower and then he tries to find his way into the chair with you and the 20 books (laughs) and then he usually wants to read one for two minutes and then he's done (laughs) and then he's done he'll read like a page like the the beginning page sometimes i don't even get through the introduction yeah don't even get we mostly just point at things which he enjoys that yeah and then my other highlight is just getting to talk with a friend today i have a friend who recently had a baby you know Mm. who you are and we've gotten to talk like every day and it just fills my heart so much because she's doing so well and the baby's doing so well and i just i'm just so happy for her yay so that was a highlight what about you babe what were your three yeah my three highlights were um i had i had a really productive morning Um, it was kind of a different flow for me i had to do some work kind of earlier in the morning as opposed to usually I would kind of take the morning to myself and not, mm-hmm. not work. Um, but it was a little different flow and it kind of worked. Um, it worked okay. And so I'm, I'm interested in kind of trying that. Um, mm-hmm. It was like kind of working more in the morning, taking a midday break before lunch to like 
do my workout and and kind of have that recharge and then you know kind of tackle the rest of the day so it, it went it went really well um that was a highlight um our dinner um you made chicken pot pie or not chicken pot pie, what am i saying <laughs> it's not chicken pot pie uh just pot pie. Veggie, pot pie veggie pot pie but it's like it's it's chicken pot pie just without the chicken it's so good <laughs> and uh and yeah it was just it's always so so good and i know it's a big effort and it's, a, it's really intensive so whenever we get it i'm always really <laughs> grateful for that my last highlight is um, Beckett has this popper machine. It's like, imagine like a toy vacuum kind of, but it's like, it's got little balls in the inside of this sphere and you roll it and it pops them up. Um, I'm sure most of us have seen something like that. Um, reminds me of like a hungry, hungry hippo, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Uh, but you, you roll it around and it, and it pops and he loves it specifically when I have it. Um, and so he will bring it to me and when he brings it to me, it's because he wants me to chase him around the house with it and it lasts about 20 minutes and it's really short and I'm tall. And so I have to like hunch over and <laughs> it's always, it always hurts after like five minutes cause I'm like my back, I'm not meant to do this. And, um, and today I finally found a solution. I he's got this little scarf that was thin enough to fit through there. And so I was able to stand up straight and drag it around the house. So we did that for like 20 minutes and that was great. And my back didn't hurt. He so, was confused at first. Yeah. He was like, why do you have he's that? Like, this dad? is too easy for you. Dad. Yeah. You're supposed to be hunched over like a, the hunchback of Notre Dame right now, <laughs> complaining of back pain. Uh, but that's it. Those are my three highlights. Listener, what are yours? I would love to hear if you want to share. Message Christina or me on Instagram. Nobody messages me on Instagram. <laughs> Be the first Send person me. to ever Send message me. Steven on Send Instagram. Send me your three highlights. <laughs> All right, let's dive into the core content here. Let's talk about pots. Not okay. pot. Pots. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do the disclaimer. You Very know, different Everyone podcast. has to do this disclaimer, but I legit feel like it's important. We're not giving medical advice here. This we is my experience, my education. I am um, certified in integrative health, so I have a little bit of backbone when it comes to this stuff for sure. Um, and I've worked with quite a few women who experience um, autonomic dysfunction. I do mentoring um, for women. So... This is my knowledge and my experience, but it's absolutely not medical advice and it's not reason for you to drop all your meds and, you know. Yes. That's all. This is Christina's journey mm -hmm. and um, she's, it, it has, it's the result of a lot of decisions and research and weighing options and consulting other professionals mm -hmm. and you know, this is not something to just like, oh, I'm just going to swipe this and do everything that Christina did, but hopefully it provides. We some counted guidance. once that within, I mean, I had like my whole health journey was very long, even before POTS, I was diagnosed with POTS, but we counted over 22 doctors and specialists that I worked with. Yeah. So this is like, we're simplifying things down right now. Um, but know that like, yeah. it's been a long journey. I feel like that's also really common for people with POTS or gut problems like you had too. It's like doctors don't know what to do with it. It's like, yeah. you don't fit within my neatly organized, you know, system of disorders and dysfunctions. Mm -hmm. And so... Is well, this don't our know first POTS episode? 
We've talked about pots in like okay. the initial, like one of our earlier episodes, just talking about our stories. Okay. But I can't this is the we've first. Told, like, what is it? How? Like, all no, the I don't think okay. we've gone that deep into well, it. No, maybe we'll do more episodes. Maybe give us some feedback if you want to know, like, or if you have questions. Maybe we should do a pots Q and A. That'd be interesting. Yeah, let's do that. Decision made. Pots okay. Q and A we'll episode. If you have, if you have questions about pots. Mm-hmm. Pots and pans. Pots the snow. and pans. Stephen will answer them about pots and Ceramic, pans. Ceramic, and... nonstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay, let's dive in to the content. So we're gonna we're gonna start with kind of giving you the lay of the land of like, okay, what what was pots like for Christina? What was her physical experience with it um, at the kind of the beginning? So where where did she start, and then where is she now? So what's changed? So you can kind of get a sense of that story, and then Christina will dive in and talk about what she is doing and kind of has done to to lead to the improvement. Yeah. So Christina, walk us through, you know, how you started. You know, when when you were first diagnosed with POTS, what did that look like? Okay. So we kind of date it back to like 2017 I started having a ton of gut issues like health issues in 2011 that's where my journey started but then I started um I was treated for a bacterial infection that was found in my gut in 2017 and that was an effective treatment, but then I was left with this laundry list of symptoms. And that's where our wheels started spinning of like, something else is going on here. And so that was six years ago. And then I wasn't actually diagnosed until 2019, um, two years later. So basically, um, during that time, like when I look back and think about starting in 2017, um, to 2019, those two, three years in there, um, where I was really suffering, I was like, I was very debilitated by my illness. I think at the time I didn't even realize like how much, but looking back, um, like we didn't make plans. I couldn't, I would never say I'm going to be here at this time. We literally had to take one day at a time because we never knew how the day was going to go. Um, I was in crippling pain often to the point of not being able to stand. I remember days where I literally couldn't get out of bed because I was in so much pain and we didn't know what was going on or what was even causing it or what to do to help. Um, I would need help getting out of bed every morning from Steven because I was so dizzy. I would hold onto walls when I walked around the house, um, I was in a wheelchair at one point, like you would push me around in a wheelchair. That was really short lived. It was while I was doing one specific treatment, um, for my gut, but just like some really intense seasons for us. Um, I would never go out for a walk on my own because I was afraid my body would crash. I was like completely overwhelmed by this faintish feeling. I never actually fainted. A lot of people with POTS do. Um, but it was just this really overwhelming sensation all the time. And I had horrible pain all throughout my body. And when you look up POTS, um, you know, you'll find lists of symptoms and I could check yes to like 90% of them Mm. at that time. Um, so some of them, I'm just going to rattle off that, that I was experiencing at that time was constant dizziness and lightheadedness, blood pooling in my feet and my limbs, very cold limbs, heat and cold intolerance, chest pain, 
um, a fainting sensation. My heart rate was over 150 when I would go from sitting to standing. So if I was laying down, you measured my heart rate, it was in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. And then I would stand up and you could watch it spike to over 150. Yeah, and usually for POTS, a key, the kind of the key thing they look for is, is there an increase of 30 BPM from changing posture so from laying down to standing or sitting to standing and if it's over 30 that's kind of the hallmark like yeah this is probably pots and yeah like you would go resting heart rate of like 57 to literally 157 Mm -hmm. it was like a 100 bpm difference which is wild because your nervous system like that's one of the things right like that's a very natural automatic thing that your body your blood pressure knows what to do when we go from sit to standing. We don't think about it, but with POTS, when your body doesn't know what to do, it kind of just freaks out and your heart starts racing, trying to get the blood from your feet up to your head and your heart. Um, other symptoms were shortness of breath. I've actually forgot about that symptom, but there were so many days where I was like, I can't get a deep breath. Like I kind of felt like I was living at like Mount Everest all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shaking night sweats, insomnia, poor motility, extreme digestive distress and pain, blurred vision, weakness in my muscles, panic attacks, brain fog, acid reflux, weak immune system, and blood or blood abnormalities. Um, like my blood, blood tests, yeah, like- my blood tests were so wonky specifically for me. It was with my white blood cell count. I had a, what one doctor said, I have only seen white blood cells this low with my AIDS patients who were about to pass away. Yeah. If you're a doctor, never say that to the girl who walks <laughs> in your office. Um, that was not comforting, but not that was where we were at. They wanted to do bone marrow biopsies and I said, no, I'm not doing that. We were at hematology many yeah. times. So those were some of my symptoms during that time. Yeah. Um, And now in June of 2023, my life looks drastically different. And I would say I still experience POTS daily. And I think with anyone with a chronic illness, you get so used to it that I think it would be fascinating to like live in a body without POTS for a day. I think I would be shocked at how different it is. Um, But what I can say is that it's not nearly as loud. And I feel like now it's like in the passenger seat of the car in my life rather Mm. than it's steering this ship before it was like in the driver's seat. And now I'm in the driver's seat and it's there and it's loud and it, it's talks more some days than others. Um, but it's not nearly as loud and I am so grateful for that. Yeah. That's, it's really, again, as a kind of a, an observer, somebody who's walked alongside you in all of this, it has been really incredible to, to see, you know, and I had maybe even a better view of what was going on because like for you, your experience, you're in it. And I mean, we talk about those years sometimes and it's hard for you to remember those years Mm -hmm. that you were so sick because it was every day was just like this foggy, hard slog through the day. And they all just kind of started blending together. You know, whereas me, like, you know, I, I was able to, I'm on the outside. I'm able to see that and watch that. And, you know, it was like, I mean, going out, spending 30 minutes at a coffee shop was like a 
Herculean effort. Mm -hmm. And if we ever got that, that was, I mean, the highlight of our month, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, like we were able to do that. And then it was like back to bed, recover for days Mm -hmm. from the energy expended going to a coffee shop and going anywhere was like anywhere we had the electric heat pad i had my ice packs we had all i had my compression socks on it was like this huge endeavor and i was thinking back to um probably some of you listening have watched the jj heller video that we filmed about pots um kind of bringing awareness to that so if you haven't we did film a video that was really impactful for a lot of people it's a music video for one of her songs um Um, called i believe in you so if you want to look that up jj heller i believe in you yeah and that we filmed that in the end of 2019 is that right or yeah 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 the end of (laughs) Yeah, yeah i think Maybe it was 2020. I just know we were at that time. I was still very much so struggling. I was like on. No, I think it was 2020. Okay. I was. End of 2020. I was progressing out of it. Like at that time, like I was, I mean, that video was very real. We weren't like making things up as we went. Like that was a day in the life. And even looking back to that video, I'm like, okay, I wasn't as bad as I was in 2017, but I was still suffering a lot. And it seemed like even the next year, then a huge strides were made. And we're going to talk about some of the things that brought that about. Well, yeah. So let's, let's kind of jump forward then. Um, and, um, circle kind of back to now, like Mm -hmm. what, what has changed? So we just talked through your kind of daily life, the symptoms from back then. So jumping forward to June of 2023, what does life look like now? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me that's just like incredible about my body is that it conceived a baby <laughs> and mm-hmm. birthed Beckett. Um, yep. We were told by a doctor literally three weeks before we conceived yeah, yeah, yeah. that we were very unlikely to conceive. Um, I mean, she just said like, you won't be able to, you need to get on this protocol and yeah. follow this for months. And then maybe after like four months, yeah. you'll be able to maybe conceive we're like oh my gosh Much okay less have a healthy pregnancy and then three weeks later <laughs> had a po- positive pregnancy test so yeah um yeah and we we really didn't know you know especially me like i i just i was so like i just i don't see how it's gonna work mm-hmm. you know because what we just talked about going to a coffee shop is so draining it's all about energy you know how much energy do you have and and I'm like, what is more taxing on a body than a baby mm-hmm. and birth, <laughs> you know? And so I, that was always, that always just fell out of reach. And so I, yeah, that to me, I agree. Like that's like the biggest incredible feet, you know, feet. Yeah. yeah. And I think that I wouldn't have been able to conceive, um, had these things that I'd been working on been in place before. I conceived. So that's one thing. Um, we have a really healthy 18 month old now. Um, we, I had a very healthy pregnancy. I haven't slept through the night in 18 months and I'm functioning really high functioning during the day. And I think that says a lot about the stamina in my body. I would not have like in 2018, I was sleeping like 10 to 12 hours a night. Mm. Like I needed so much sleep. Um, and now I'm really high functioning and I'm not sleeping that much at all. Um, we can make plans again in our life. We 
you know, that I don't, we don't even think about that. Like, well, we'll see how Christina's doing. Like we can make plans again. And we're not always looking for like, well, when am I going to have my next crash? Um, my dizzy episodes are much less frequently, much, much less frequent. Um, I have little to no digestive issues anymore. I think that's one of the biggest things like crazy i never would imagine that i wouldn't have digestive yeah, issues i mean that, anymore. that was a constant thing for you for years was mm-hmm. was digestive issues and pain mm-hmm. like stomach pain and yeah. yeah for that to be mostly yeah. not here anymore is amazing um i would say i still definitely have dizzy episodes that's kind of one of the biggest symptoms that I still deal with is this like hum of dizziness and lightheadedness all the time. But like I said, it doesn't like run my life like it used to. Um, I rarely have blood pooling anymore. I still have vision blurring and issues, but it's definitely not as frequent and it doesn't like dysregulate my whole body like it used to. Um, climate and terrain still affects me very significantly, which is interesting because when we go back to Arizona that's a terrain that's really hard for me and we can get into why another time but um my pot symptoms drastically increase when we're there but it's almost encouraging to see like oh my goodness I'm doing so much better like I don't experience this on the day-to-day anymore Mm -hmm. my blood sugar stays regulated now which used to be so challenging for me yeah um I carry Beckett around. I mean, he is my biggest delight, but he is a barnacle baby. Like he <laughs> loves to be held yeah, and he really I can do that. Held. Like I can, I can hold him every time that he says up, which means up. We're not sure why there's an A at the end, but I can Up-ah. pick him up and I can hold him and carry him around. And I'm so grateful that my body can do that now. Um, and I'm able to breastfeed him and, still in breastfeeding at 18 months and nourish my baby. So I think those are just some like some things that I never would have dreamed of six years ago. Um, and so with all that being said too, it was interesting because when I was writing notes up on this episode, kind of planning some things out, I felt like so much grief come up thinking back to how hard it used to be in that season. And then I also felt a lot of grief for, just how hard it still is and how hard I still fight every day. Um, even though it's so much better and I'm so grateful chronic illness is just an interesting thing because they say it's like an invisible illness and it is to society, but then it can almost become invisible to you as well. Like Mm. I forget how hard I'm fighting. And when I really stop and think about it, like, man, I was really dizzy today and that was really hard and it was really hard to pick up Beckett when he asked me to and I wanted to, but it was so taxing on my body. You know, Mm -hmm. it kind of, I don't know, sometimes I think it's, I think it's healthy too to like, to greet those things and remember like this is still hard. So I don't want to just paint over and be like, and now I'm well, even though it's so much better and I'm so grateful. Yeah. It it can, they can both be true, right? It can still be hard and it can have gotten better. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, we regularly, you know, we kind of have these check-in moments sometimes. Usually it's around like when people are over or Mm -hmm. I don't know if things are just a little busy, you'll like, you'll kind of say like, this is what's happening in me right now. And it's that like reminder of, for both of us, of just that, wow, 
this is still really active and it's still really hard and it's really easy to 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 forget you know i remember that early on too it was really hard to convey to people like you don't understand how hard it is for christina to like get in a car and be over here and like sit on the couch and just focus and listen to you like she it's like it, there's a line in that song from JJ where it says you work twice as hard to get half as far. And that is so true of, I think most people with chronic illness of any kind. Um, but I definitely of what I've experienced with Christina where it's like, she has to work so much harder to just meet the minimum that most of us don't even think about. And it's come a long way, but mm. I, I, but it, it's deceiving because I think there are still times where you're like, I am dealing with so much. <laughs> My body is so loud. And, uh, and it's, you look like you've got it, you know, under control. Um, yeah. Everyone's like, she does not look like she has it under control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, she does uh, not, she does have, not it have it under control. control. I do not have it under control. Um, but so we're going to, let's hop in now to the changes. Sciencey stuff. Yeah. Sorry if this is a drag, but I also think it might be really interesting. No, for some it, it is really interesting. So we're going to put our kind of nerdy hats on for yeah. a second. So hopping in, basically around 2019, I started really diving into this stuff and I was certified as an integrative health coach. I went back to um, school to get certified in that. I was working with practitioners who were specifically educated in POTS. I was set on gaining understanding of POTS and I wanted to know what it was, why it was, and how I could address the root issues rather than just treat the symptoms. Because so many people who are trying to treat POTS, you're just playing a game of whack-a-mole because there is one symptom that comes up, you treat it, and then the other one pops up. And I was so tired of doing that. So I wanted to figure out what's the root cause and then how can I go after that? And the root cause is a dysregulated autonomic, central autonomic uh, system. I'm not actually going to go deep into like what causes that. That can be part of the Q&A mate maybe, but, um, personally I chose to not go a medicated route. That was a decision that we made early on. If you are on medications and it's working for you, that is so wonderful. I am not anti-medication. Um, but for my body, it was not, it wasn't helpful. I would experience more side effects than benefits from no, like it, it anything. It was wild. Anytime we tried any medication at all, anytime, it was, she wouldn't even look at what the side effects were. She'd take it. And I was kind of, you know, overseeing all of that. And so, and she would start saying like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel this way. I feel this way. And I'm like looking at the label going, yup, it's, it's every single one of these, including the one where it says in rare cases in yeah. less than 1% of Mostly cases, those. they might experience this. And it was like, it was all of them. So yeah, I'm like your unicorns. body... Was like, yeah. That's on the symptom. You, is everything looks like it's on fire right now? <laughs> yeah, the, kidding, but not the the yeah, and like her her body just does not and really hasn't ever responded to even medical. Herbals. Yeah, it's kind to, of frustrating to like medicine or medical synthetic kind yeah. of man made options. So. Um, and that is not true of everybody. Some people respond really well. So you just have to know your body and your kind of energetics of your yeah. body. 
Yes. So this is the non-medicated lifestyle route, um, things that we've acquired knowledge about. So number one, I'm just going to run through this list. Get your notepad out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the first thing that is absolutely critical, and this is something that I talk with all of my clients about when we're talking about health stuff, is we have to start in the gut especially when it comes to the nervous system, which sounds like, why would you do that? But that's where it all starts. Um, You have to get any dysbiosis that's going on with your gut back into control. So dysbiosis, too many bad bacteria, not enough good bacteria, basically. They start leaching toxins and those toxins get into your bloodstream. They get up to your brain. They create inflammation in your brain. That creates inflammation in your central nervous system. Your POTS symptoms gets worse. So we have to start with the gut. So I, there's a lot of ways that you can work with, um, kind of getting your gut under control. I took Rifaximin, which was actually <laughs> technically yeah. a medication. So that was my first and last and only. And I, I think it was great. I would do it again. Yeah. Rifaximin is a fascinating antibiotic because it doesn't get systemic in your body and it doesn't kill off the yeah. good bacteria. It only, it's an antibiotic that only kills the bad bacteria, which is I think like the only antibiotic. It, it truly that knows is. How to do that. Yeah, antibiotics typically set your gut back years if you take <laughs> a single round. Which they just I had they before. kill they kill they do so much damage in your body. Sometimes I mean again like if you're taking antibiotics, often it's for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. Like I had to take antibiotics when I got bit by a dog because we don't know what is mm-hmm. in that dog, um, but. Um, but yeah, rifaximin is so interesting because it's this really specialized. I think it's, it only thing. lives in like the small intestine or something and it's only yeah. activated by bile. So like it won't kill what's the, what's in your stomach. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. we don't get into that. But anyways, the first thing is I had to get my gut under control. Yep. And so that rebalance, that was incredibly huge. Um, so that my all the inflammation in my body could start going down. Another one, I got off all vegetable oils. So you can look up what's a vegetable oil, but like basically the only oils that we use now are coconut oil, olive oil, and avocado oil. So anything like soybean oil, um, gosh, there's sunflower oil, safflower, sunflower. There's such a huge list. Basically every single processed food or salad dressing or like anything, bread, they all have these vegetable oils in them, which sounds like they would be great, but yeah, oils they're not vegetables. actually vegetables. <laughs> um, they create a lot of inflammation specifically in your brain and that is really not good for pots. So I ridded all of that, um, which basically meant taking out all processed food. Um, vagal nerve stimulation, that was incredibly important, important kind of waking up my um, vagal nerve, which is the central nerve that stems from your brain down to your gut. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can do vagal nerve stimulation. Some of the ones that have been critical, um, for me are cold therapy, which is like taking a cold shower or even doing cold face plunges. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still do that, or I do it with ice packs. Sometimes I'll use an ice pack to like keep that on my body if I'm struggling someday. Um, and then another one that I do daily for vagal nerve stimulation is walking. Um, especially if I'm in like a flare up walking is really helpful because that left, right, left, right, Mm -hmm. um, motion actually stimulates your vagal nerve. It kind of like resets it. Mm. 
So I walk every single day. Rain, snow, sleet, our neighbors know. Um, we love walking, Always so walking. we don't just yeah. walk for vagal nerve stimulation, but it's a huge benefit and it's been very helpful for me. Another one was temporarily to kind of get my body over the, over the hill. Um, I was on very high doses of omegas and the reason for that is because omegas, um, they reduce inflammation in your brain and in your body. And I had to get that under control. So I was now I'm on like very moderate, just actually food sources of omegas like flax, chia, hemp. But at the time I was on super high doses of, uh, I was taking like supplemental omegas to reduce inflammation. Yeah. And it's, it's to, it's to help reduce inflammation and it also helps block Mm -hmm. other sort, like other things. Like let's say you did eat, like we go out to dinner and there happens to be vegetable oils in there. Omegas help shield your brain from those kind of sources of, of inflammation. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, nutrition. This was a huge one. I talk about nutrition like all day. Oh yeah. But basically in 2019, I decided to move to a fully vegan, whole food, plant-based nutrition. So not just a vegan diet, it has to be a whole food plant-based because you can do vegan in a lot of ways. You could eat Doritos and be vegan. Yeah. Coke is vegan. Um, but basically a whole food plant-based nutrition. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, there's a lot of dietary theories out there, but for me, this has worked really well for my body and I believe in it for a lot of reasons. But some of the things specific to pots are that, um, they're basically plants have, been studied to show that they increase blood flow, whereas animal products actually slow your blood flow. And that's a huge issue with people with POTS is like blood flow regulation. So that is significant for me. They also, plants have high levels of fiber and fiber is what's needed to feed the good bacteria in your gut. That's what it feeds off of is fiber. So if you don't have fiber in your diet, your good bacteria cannot thrive. Um, and so if you want to get as much bang for your buck, eat a plant-based diet and you're getting fiber all day long, um, to help nourish your gut bacteria, which then affects your nervous system. And plants also have high levels of antioxidants. There's a lot of other reasons for that too, but that's been really helpful for me. Um, like I said before, eliminating most processed foods and additives and chemical preservatives that helps just take a weight off your body that the average person, their body can tolerate those things. And it's like, it's fine. But for someone with POTS, it's almost, there's like a bathtub analogy, basically like your bathtub is full and about to overflow. And so if you add in like chemicals and processed foods and other things that your body has to figure out how to get rid of, it's like too much. And then it sets your symptoms off. So getting rid of those things, um, basically all the energy slash calories entering my body was, and is plant foods full of vitamins, minerals, and antibiotics. And that doesn't mean we don't eat. Oh, sorry. Antioxidants (laughs) and antibiotics. Um, and the antioxidants. And so now there's a lot more wiggle room. You'll definitely find me with some processed food once in a while. I definitely enjoy things that are not, um, you know, just pulled out of the ground. Um, 
but that's still been a rhythm that's very important for me. And okay, other things on our list. Um, I increased my calorie intake far past the recommended, quote unquote, um, what's recommended for a woman my age. And that was really important for me to help fuel my body enough to actually heal it and then maintain stability. So if you have POTS especially because your body's like running a marathon every day, but your caloric intake might actually be a lot higher than you think because your body needs those calories in order to heal itself and to maintain and thrive. So that was, um, big for me, like, you know, what's recommended. I was eating what was recommended and the doctors were like, no, that should be fine. But it wasn't fine. I needed like a thousand more calories a day. Yeah. So that was big though, getting more energy in my body. Another thing was starting to eat every three hours, um, ish hours in order to maintain constant energy input. If you have POTS or any illness, your body needs constant energy to be sure that it can like a calorie, the definition of a calorie is a source of energy. So it needs energy to be able to keep going and keep thriving and keep healing. Um, and so since our bodies don't regulate blood sugar as well as other bodies, that's important that we help regulate it by keeping this steady flow. Yeah. Just to highlight the energy piece for a second, I feel like that, that is really huge. And that was something that I think was a really big shift that marked a big shift for me, especially like kind of again, observing, but like your body, no matter what, if something is wrong, like if your body is trying to heal or if there's something that is off in a lot of cases, it, especially if it's trying to heal, it takes energy to do that. And I think a lot of people, it's like, Oh, well, if you're like a bedridden, or if your activity slows down, you need to eat less calories because you're not moving as much. But that that can, and it gets a little tricky. It's really customized for your situation and your body and all that stuff. But, you know, in, in general, like your your body needs energy to, to heal. And, um, and for POTS, it's a typically a hyperactive nervous system, you know. And so um, your, your body is running at this high level mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, it could, I just, I think it's so interesting. Like, cause you, you eat a lot, like you eat a lot of calories and your body needs it. Like you just, and it just fuels you so well. So that's, I think that, that again, that's a whole other podcast, right? Yeah. Diet culture and calorie stuff. But like, I think if anything you can take away from this episode is to, to think kind of broad, like kind of let go maybe of some of the ways that, you know, some of the, the old scripts and the old stories that you might have in your brain about like your body or what is like right or not. And, um, you know, like for Christina, she eats like way more calories than, most people would probably assume or think. And it matters too, like what the calories are, because I, I went, I mean, I tried so many things. So many doctors told me I needed to do an elimination diet. So I started taking out all these foods that my body was reacting to. Well, really my gut just needed healing so that it could actually digest those foods. But then like I did a a season where I drank 
gallons of bone broth. I was eating so much mm-hmm. uh, like fatty, rich bone broth um, to try to heal my body. And so at that point, it wasn't that I wasn't like eating a lot of calories. It was just that that wasn't what was working, you know? So it's, yeah. it's such, it's been such a process of figuring out like, what does this ship need in order to sail? And I feel like now I'm in this like really good rhythm of mm-hmm. like, this is the fuel that my body loves and it's working and it's, it's, it's the stuff that's getting me, you know, it's keeping me stable. Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal. Another, there's just a couple more on this list here. Um, climate, that's a big deal. If you have pots, um, that climate is actually why we moved to Nashville. So we worked with a cardiologist who said, there are a couple things that Get will be Phoenix. helpful. Um, you need humidity, like, but not too much humidity, which some weeks in Nashville, it is too much humidity. And it's actually really hard for me, but, um, really a lot of dryness is really hard. Air quality matters a lot. Um, if you have super bad air quality in the place you're living, that can be really hard on a body with pots. Um, when, when we first moved, I remember year one, cause we were here in like 2019, right? That was still a really hard year for me, but I do feel like improvement started happening once we moved here. For sure. Um, uh, another thing, this is like just a lifestyle thing, but we just took on a slower pace. I, um, stopped working outside the home and started just working, doing part-time coaching from home. And that was really important for me, just really slowing down my life. So my body could, just not have so much outside stimulation um, and start to heal internally. Um, other things like creativity and writing and doing things that I love, that feels kind of like, I don't know, like do what you love and your body will heal. You know, I'm not saying that, but I do think like there's this very real thing about like sometimes we have to, we really do have to look at every aspect of our life when it comes to healing and like, what did my mental and emotional health look like in that season? Mm-hmm. It was really hard. And yeah. some of the things that helped me, you know, get more, like, just feel more alive were also what was I creating and what was I doing in my day? Yeah. And it's not just about, it's not, it's not that you do what you love and that that's the thing that heals you. It's, it's you needed to reduce stress. Yeah. If you, you need to, That's much more you need to encourage your, your brain and your body to, to be in happy, relaxed states like that. Yeah. If you look up nerve healing, like nerve damage healing, and that was a big thing for you is the vagus nerve, right? Yeah. Trying to heal that you look up how to heal the vagus nerve and you're going to see like, you need low stimulation, like not loud sounds, not bright lights. Like if you can get out of yeah. the city, get out of the city, like as low stimulation as possible, as low stress as possible. And, you know, like it's and it and then do that for a really long time, <laughs> like maintain yeah. that low level of anxiety and stimulation and stress for a long time. Like that's what it takes for nerves and body systems and connections to heal, which is what prompted that slower pace. 
yeah. for us. Because basically like, your body is in constant fight or flight. That's like the definition of POTS. Your body yeah. is in this constant state of fight or flight internally. So yeah. it's a process of looking at your life and going, how can we turn down the noise in all these different areas, yeah. physically, emotionally, relationally, socially, um, mentally, where can we turn down the noise so that my body can just start to feel this like slower, lower, more calm space, um, so that it can do the things it has to do in a day. Um, and then another one for me, this was very personal for me, but it was a huge turning point in my journey. I stopped seeing doctors (laughs) and I like hesitate to even say that this is not medical advice. I'm not saying ditch all your doctors, but there was this moment where do you know what I'm gonna say huh yeah we had just gone to this appointment with this specialist who wanted to do this treatment this alternative treatment on me and it was thousands of dollars the brain guy Mm -hmm. yeah Steven because like he would do anything I would I'm all in let's do it we'll get the money we'll do a GoFundMe we got to do this it was like strapping like a helmet on you and it was like for hours a day like like stimulating brain stuff I wish I knew what it was called yeah and we drove, we were driving home from the appointment and he's like, I think we should do it. Like I'm that, it sounds like a really good option. And I just started crying and like cry yelling. And I said some explicit words that I won't say on the podcast, but I was like, I just need everyone to get off my back basically. And I was like, my body is going to heal itself and I don't need anybody else and I don't need any tests and I'm done. I'm done with all of this. And I just want to go home and let my body heal. And he was like silent. And then I remember you looked at me and you said, okay, well then that's what we're going to do. And I was like, really? And you said, yeah, let's be done with doctors now. And that was a turning point for me mm-hmm. because, and it wasn't like I had never, I had again, like 22 doctors under my belt. So yeah, I yeah. knew this is years we had ruled years some of, stuff out. I yeah. wasn't like, well, I have really low white blood cells. Let's just ditch doctors. Like we <laughs> knew that my body was safe at this point. Um, might be fine. Might be bone cancer. Eh, yeah. We'll just, we'll just see what happens. No, I w- was at this point where it was like, okay, we've ruled so many things out and I needed to trust my body and I had gotten to the point where working with doctors and being in this cycle of hope and looking for people who were going to fix me became more, uh, less beneficial for my body. And I was so anxious going to those appointments. Like it was wrecking my nervous system. It was like this constant train wreck over and over. Um, and that was part of letting my nervous system heal was saying, we're just going to pause all of that. And I'm just going to let my body be, and I'm going to start listening to my intuition. And that was a big deal for me. Did that make sense? How I said that? (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah, we had been through, I've been through so many tests and endoscopies and colonoscopies and blood tests and oscopies all the oscopies barium tests you you say it i probably did something similar so i needed a pause in that and it was a big part of my journey too of acceptance i think Mm -hmm. and i think when you start to accept like maybe this is just i need to learn how to live with this now instead of trying to fix this 
And that was a turning point for me, that acceptance of learning how to live with this well. Um, It really started actually physically healing my body Mm -hmm. in a way that going after a fix didn't. Yeah, that's a huge thing you work on with your clients, with your coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people come to you with like, they have these problems that they want fixed. And a big turning point that they reach and it's always a a turning point in a good direction Mm -hmm. is when this, when they realize it's, Oh, this is a, I'm going to actually accept where Mm -hmm. I am. You know, that maybe that's not the goal isn't to eliminate this thing or fix Mm -hmm. this thing. Cause maybe I'm not broken in that way. You know, maybe it's about, you know, like it's, I think the question is what if this doesn't go away? Mm -hmm. Right. What if this never changes? And most of us, that's a scary question. And that's a question we're not willing to face head on, but we need to. Um, and kind of ironically, a lot of times that's what then leads to healing, like in your case, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, yeah, just the, the acceptance and you... You know, we talked about the stress and the the anxiety and like that that world of like trying to find a solution. I mean, if you have any type of condition, like you know, I mean, if you've ever been pregnant, you know, like people have lots of advice for you. And so, I mean, so much we'd get like, oh, you have to go see this doctor, or you've got to try this thing. Like they fit. Like there's all these stories out there, all these experts, all these people who can heal anything, fix anything. If you just sit the right way, if you just drink the right thing in the morning before you go to the bathroom, or if you, it's like if you dance around on one leg when the sun is shining after it rains, like it, it just gets insane and it makes you feel like you're broken and you're the one that's wrong. It's like, well, you're just not doing the right thing. If you did the right thing, you would heal. And I feel like it was you rejecting all of that going, no, (laughs) I am done with that now. Yeah. I think it's like, that's, I'm so glad you bring that up because it's like a, it's, it's this fine line because like a lot of the women that I work with now, I mean, when women come to me, I always tell them, I'm not going to fix you. Like I don't promise to heal anybody of POTS because I still have POTS or, or any of their illness. I don't even, I work with women who don't even have, um, conditions sometimes who just want to feel better in their life. But basically like the, this is the journey though. And like so many of the women I work with, they're in that space where they're seeing so many doctors and they're looking for answers. And so it's like that often that has to be part of the story. Like I didn't come to all these conclusions about what my body needed Mm. just in my own intuition. It was because Mm -hmm. I worked with 22 doctors and I weeded out. It's not this, but this helped. It's not this, but this helped. She mentioned that this was a root issue. I'm going to look here, you know, like it is this process and it's exhausting. So if you're in that space, I think one of my best words of advice is find somebody who will walk alongside you in that. Um, If you want to reach out to me, you can, um, for mentoring, or if you want to find somebody else to walk alongside you, but just who can help you navigate and talk through how did that appointment go? What went well? What didn't go well? What's next? 
can we be grounded, you know, today after that really hard appointment yesterday? Um, because, because that's a part of often it's going to be a part of the journey is walking through that season of being with providers before you come to a space where maybe you don't have to be with providers. Yeah. So that was big for me though, when I got to kind of reach the end of that and put that part of my journey to rest. Um, and then just to finish off, I'm going to rattle off. There are a few other small things and I just want to mention them because they might be helpful for somebody who maybe has POTS, but that were like, these were hugely important for me. I'm on a B complex and that's really important for someone with POTS, a B complex vitamin. I'm also on a multivitamin, which is really helpful and a vitamin D supplement. Those are the three that if I were to recommend supplements, which I'm not recommending supplements, but those are the three that I take. And there are reasons for that specifically with POTS. I'm also on chia seeds daily that helps stabilize my blood sugar. And that's huge. That's been such a weird thing, but I had someone, a doctor tell me that that would be helpful and it has been. So I take a half tablespoon of soaked chia seeds every day, um, movement twice daily. So in the morning I do a yoga stretch strengthening, um, routine. And then in the afternoon I do more of a cardio slash walk. Having two movement times a day is really helpful for someone with POTS. Um, keeping toxic chemicals out of your home, cleaning products, makeup products, personal care products, body products, really looking into ridding your home of any chemicals. That's really important for someone with yeah, POTS. Trying to re- just holistically, like where all a lot of this is coming from is trying to reduce the load on yeah, your body. Exactly. Right. And so when you have chemicals in your products, your body is having to work to rid your body of those things and like deal with those. And so if you can lessen that load, Mm -hmm. that stress on your body, it goes better. With that is organic too. We eat mostly organic. That reduces the load on my body of, and these are tips for someone who doesn't have pots too, but it's been really important for me. Yeah. And it's, there's kind of, uh, as I'm saying this, I'm kind of updating my, my thinking here. It's like, it's, there's <laughs> bad, there's bad stress. And then there's good stress, mm-hmm. which like exercise, exercise is stressful for your body, but in a really good way, like by, by putting your body into certain states of stress, cold therapy, mm-hmm. that is stressful, mm-hmm. but it's beneficial. It's actually healing, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird thing to think about and kind of fun. Uh, but so there, but there's also bad stress, which is like Toxic relationships, mm-hmm. toxic ingredients, toxic, anything you, that falls under toxic, you know, yeah. um, is, is you want to get rid of. Yeah. And then the last one is just cultivating life-giving relationships that it sounds like, oh, of course, but no, like that's really, really important. If you're walking through health issues, we have to, like, you cannot do this alone. Like it is so important to have people coming alongside you, whether it be providers or doctors or friends or mentors or spiritual directors. I have a tribe of all of those things now, um, who support me. And if that's, you know, again, like if you want to reach out to me via email or Instagram, just to go back and forth a little, I'm always more than happy to talk or answer questions or brainstorm. Or if you want more of a formal relationship, I offer, um, mentoring to women just to meet once a month to talk through things, um, in their journey and in their health and help them navigate, um, health issues or just life things. So that's my list 
I hope that some of that was helpful or you gleaned some information at all. I think it was great. <laughs> we're both like, Stephen's eyes are getting tired. We're, it's very late. We're, yeah, we record this when Becky goes to bed and our yeah. eyes are tired. Yeah, so. it's a little late. No, but the, that, I, I do think, I mean, this is so, it's so good. We're covering a lot, but it's so. Fire hose it's episode. So applicable. Well, yeah, but like we, I feel like we did it in a. I feel like we did it in a good way. So <laughs> pat self on back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's if you want to think of it as a fire hose, then it'll feel overwhelming. <laughs> if you want to think of it as a really well measured experience, <laughs> you know, where we like we're just nice like baby feeding you or spoon feeding you the information. I mean, that's true. I could have gone think this, of it that way. This episode could be like five hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Could we could have gone Joe Rogan on this things. thing. Like okay, so what podcast. is the takeaway, Stephen? The takeaway, um, yeah, man, the takeaway here, um, you know, I just, I think of, you know, even if you don't have a chronic illness, you know, is there, is there something in your body or in your life? I kind of mentioned this earlier where letting go of kind of previously held ideas think about you know, is there something in your life maybe physical um you know, we'll, we'll say physical but you can think of it outside of that too but that has feels like the, maybe you've given up on where you feel like this is just how it's always been my feet always hurt my back always hurts i always have low energy that's just how it is um you know and you might even you might know what that is right away or you might need to reflect on it a little bit um, if you find yourself saying a lot, it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm getting older. That's just what happens when you get older, things like that. Like just, you know, enter into a space of curiosity mm. and say, you know, well, what would progress look like there? Is that actually possible? And what might it look like? Are there some things that maybe I haven't thought of before, you know, and maybe something we shared triggered that like, knowing that a whole food plant-based diet improves um, your blood flow so that you get better blood flow throughout your body. If you've had chronic digestion problems, having bad blood flow is huge for that. Mm -hmm. Being hydrated is huge for that. Or maybe you're like, oh, I've never thought about um, the fact that I feel better in different environments. So maybe I'm in the wrong environment for my body. Like there's just kind of open that up again and think and feel, is there anything that might, um, that, that, um, might bring some progress in a place where you thought there could not be progress. I have this really strong belief that we don't know if we will heal from certain things, right? Like there's actually no guarantee that you will be healed of whatever condition you have, however small or big. However, I strongly believe that we can always make progress. We can always create greater wholeness. And that's kind of a huge value that we have in the military online is how can we create more wholeness in this area. So I might always have pots for my entire life, but I believe that I will always be able to pull in more knowledge and more light and more understanding in order to experience greater wholeness in the area of my physical body. And 
I think that that's something that we want to leave you with too, is just that reminder, like we don't have to just give up on things. Like there's always more out there that we can keep exploring to create more vibrancy and live in greater fullness and wholeness in our life. Even with these really heavy rocks in our backpack that we might have to travel with for our entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to that and you're in a place where it feels hopeless, Mm -hmm. where it feels like legitimately too much, like this is, I cannot do this. This is impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, I would highly, I would really encourage you to reach out to someone. Um, if you have, who is that one person who you can go to Mm -hmm. and and just talk about that with and, um, have a really honest, like brutally honest conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the per, the person who you could say anything to, like they could look into your brain and see all your intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and they wouldn't bat an eye. I have a couple people like that in my life. And I've been in that place mm-hmm. recently, you know, where I, that feeling of overwhelm and like this is impossible and um, this is hopeless. Maybe that's the word. Mm-hmm. And, um, all I can say is that it's those, it's the people, it's those relationships, it's those conversations that can bring you out of it. So bring, bring those people alongside you. That's what carries us through, right? Like those seasons where I really struggle, even days now where I'm really, really struggling. It's like when I share it with you or with a friend and they're not going to fix it. They're not even going to have the right thing to say because there is nothing good to say. Um, but just that act of togetherness and saying, I hear you, I'm with you. This totally sucks. Like sharing in that together, it's what allows us to keep going and to, to keep finding more light. And yeah, it's really important. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the core content a little little longer than what we usually do. But again, there was a lot to cover there and I hope that it was really beneficial and helpful and that you got something out of it or at the very least some cool factoids for your next family get together fiber fiber listening to this podcast they talked about fiber (laughs) and pots and pans or was it weed (laughs) something pot uh yeah but uh no i'd love to hear feedback what you thought um, and now to wrap up, we're going to do a little whimsy and delight. We need a jingle to like transition. Whimsy and delight. Hmm, that was okay, but we could do better. Yeah, we could definitely we'll do better. Definitely do better. You mean my All 1140 right. at night Steven. jingle isn't, <laughs> jingle game isn't up to par. Everyone okay. listening goes, wait, what time did he just say it is? <laughs> just slide right over that. Um, all right. What have, uh, what have we been enjoying lately? Christina, all right. go. My whimsy lately has been, I shared this on Instagram, dropping it here. There's this clothing company that I absolutely love. I've been following them for like, I don't know, seven months or something. No, since, a, I don't know, a long time. It's called New Flora and I'll leave the link, but they're just this awesome little clothing company, family owned, and they encourage you to create a simple, slow, curated quality wardrobe. And Stephen got me a new dress for Mother's Day from there, and I really love it. So I've been enjoying that. And the best thing I've eaten lately, 
part two is the onions that Stephen grew in his garden. Mm-hmm. They are so good and tiny and sweet and delicious. <laughs> they were in the pot pie. Hey, you didn't have to size shame no, my it, onions. No, it was like, <laughs> oh, like sometimes the smaller the better when it comes to things. Like they're more potent. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They, they were. They were done um, in in their spot. I had some weird garden stuff happen, and we were gone for two weeks, so I wasn't able to monitor the situation. But long story short, I added some like soil amendment from my compost I made that was apparently full of tomato seeds, and so my poor onions got kind of choked out by tomatoes in the two weeks that we were gone. So and then and then it was like they kind of gave up. They were like, "All right, we're done." They were so good. And they were like easily half the size they're supposed to be, but delicious. Bigger is not good. always better. Sometimes the potent stuff. That's right. That's okay, right. babe, what were yours? What are you enjoying lately? Mm. And what's the best thing you've eaten lately? Go. Man, my whimsy, what I've been enjoying lately has been reading. Reading. Uh, reading. Uh, you got me some books for... Father's Day, a book that I mentioned even actually on here, The Daily Dad from Ryan Holiday, um, known for his stoic philosophy books. Um, but I have that now. Thanks to Christina for Father's Day. And so I've been really enjoying that. I read, ten that, every, ten. read that every morning and been really loving it. Side note, another one uh, was I finally have a meditation cushion and I, I have loved sitting on that thing um so has oakley so is oakley so is beckett so have you you like it Mm -hmm. um it's it's been a great purchase for our whole household but no but i just i love it it's it's really made like i use it for meditation but then i also use it just for like sitting around the house it's just more comfortable for me sitting than, around the house well it's more I comfortable I just for me you sitting in different spots around the house on your meditation i walk. do i know you do but it's just a funny visual i do you know, like i'll sit on the floor and and read or talk or whatever it, anyway it really anyway side tangent okay the thing that i've enjoyed the most lately we were just in arizona visiting family and there's a coffee shop there called mm. press press coffee Good if one. you know, you know. Um, I think it is the best coffee in Phoenix. Ooh, yes. In the Phoenix greater area. I can't say Arizona because I don't know what Flagstaff has to offer or Tucson. I don't know that Tucson has much to offer. Sorry, <laughs> Tucson. But uh, maybe you do. It's it's pretty down there. You have wild fla- wildflowers. But anyway, Press is really, really delicious. And they have like my favorite latte there so the iced oat milk latte from press that um yeah that's our whimsy and delight what have you whimsied and delighted in lately um all right that's it that's it for this episode thanks everybody for tuning in um a reminder that if you want to support the show you can do a five dollar subscription that's a monthly subscription to help us cover the cost and you get some vaulted content that we recorded a while back that used to be for private members but now you can get it and you get a worksheet that christina and i do every week to stay on track with our values stay in touch with each other all that jazz so um in terms of what's coming up sounds like we've got a pots q a Q&A episode that we're probably going to do here in the near future someday and 
Uh, I would like to do, I think we're going to do one as well, kind of similar to this, but turn it around on me. Yes. Because I have a neurological disorder called Tourette's syndrome. So we'll do an episode kind of about my experience with Tourette's there as well. I also so. told Stephen I want to do an episode all about cloth diapering. Yes. I feel like that's not real. That's cloth that, diapers. That doesn't really fit in here, but yeah. I just but want it does. To if it you totally want a cloth does. diapering episode, raise your hand well, and I'll tell me. No. If you're like, I definitely do not want to hear about your cloth diapers, Christina, you can also raise, we won't talk about the nitty gritty, but. Oh, we got to. If we're doing a whole episode on cloth diapering. That's the home portion of health, heart, and home. So anyways, that might be coming. If you have other ideas that you would love to hear us talk about (laughs) in the context of health, heart, and home, tell us. Yep, we've got we've got plans, we've got topics that we want to cover, but we love hearing from you what you'd like to hear us cover. So let us know. But that's it, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear, to eternity.